and welcome to the Fed 10 podcast. Uh, Simon here with Fraser and Liam. Well, we'll we'll talk about the the last couple of games. Um, the the game at Stevenage where we went a goal down and came back and all's out, all's well that ends well. And then Tuesday night saw the taming of the shrews. Um, so I'm just wondering, is this a promotion winning side I see before me? It depends. We, like none of our strikers or midfielders have scored since we last <laughs> since we last did a pod. It's been six wow. goals, six defenders. Um, that's strange, isn't it's, it? Well, it, that that's something I've written down is the m- number of goal scorers. We've eleven goal scorers um, so far this season in the league. Bolton, four goal scorers. Pompey, eight goal scorers. So it's it, it's Greg Lee with four is our top scorer. Um, so I think the fact that playing the last, obviously last night, Mark Harris came back in, but three games without a recognised centre forward, and we still got three goals in each of those. Um, yeah, it's, and it's that goals from everywhere. My goodness, Mark Harris should be on four goals now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> I was so convinced that had gone in. I even watching it back, I can't quite figure out what's <laughs> happened. It, it still looks like it's gone in, but. Yeah. I think there's a, a funny thing with um with his I think it was his first first away goal. He scored against Carlisle and then in the next game, very early on, he smashed it into the roof of the net. Um and when he did that, Jerome didn't think it had gone in. He thought it had hit the oh, side netting. Yeah. And then last night he thought it had gone in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's that's... evened itself up. I think. Yeah. Um, that's the much it, worse way around. You're just waiting to celebrate. But then, mm. you know, the reverse of that is in the 96th minute, I thought, like, from because I watched on iPlayer, it didn't look like it had gone in until it then bounces off the net. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I just, it was a, a really interesting game. Uh, did you want to break down um, both both matches? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I mean, the, the general view from fan feedback is the, the better team won. Both sets of fans seem to be saying that. Steve Evans said it. Before the game, i got to say, Steve Evans plays an absolute blinder. The, the way he talked about Oxford and um, he was ta- sort of talking about their, their three games against Oxford, Bolton and Wigan and how like it says a lot about little Stevenage that they get to play <laughs> these sides and stuff like that. But the way he talked about Oxford in his pre-match interview was um, talking about the quality of players and how lucky they are to represent such a beautiful city and really bigged it up wonderfully that I, from what I understand, he's a lovely man. I can't stand playing against him. But as he was talking, I was like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it is a beautiful city. This is great. So he he does play a blinder. um, But then that was absolutely reversed by Manning who I don't know if he got wind of the, I, I can already tell you pretty much which side Liam Manning's going to put out. <laughs> well, <laughs> read that. Yeah. You can, you can, I think we spoke about it on the last pod. He does galvanise people, doesn't he, Steve mm. Evans? He gets people to, he knows how to win football games. And um, yeah, maybe 10 minutes or whatever it was, 10 or 11 minutes into that game. It, it, I don't know, all the, it was all flooding back, all the memories of playing his teams, but um, yeah, I've got to say as well, when when they scored, I was just following the score. I was quite busy on Saturday, but um, I it, I just immediately thought, oh, that's the start we really didn't want. And um, I thought it would be really difficult to get back into that, even at that point. And um, shut me up. 
<laughs> um, yeah. Well, we hadn't come from behind to win a game in the league, had we? No, no. So when on earth did we last? If you go into last mm-hmm. season, God knows. Um, yeah, I mean, not a clue. Yeah, no. yeah. Simon, we you, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, and and you you're absolutely right. You know, Steve Evans' teams are are a type. You know, he he gets players. There's there's not many you'd kind of go. I know, you know, they're, they're a name I recognise really, apart from Kane Hemmings. That they're, they're a, but he gets them well organised. He 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 knows, like you say, he knows what he's doing at it, especially at this level. You know, he can he can get a, a, a physical side, but they play a bit. You know, they're not just one dimensional lump it forward. They're a, they they compete all over the pitch. Um, and they didn't let us play. And that was that was kind of that that first sort of 20 minutes or so. We were not able to dictate how we wanted to play. Um, and, and it was interesting listening. I think Greg Lee in the interview after the game mentioned how in training last week, he'd introduced a lot of chaos. And I'm not quite sure how he introduced chaos, but w- within the within the training sessions, you know, they they tried to make it chaotic because oh, Robinson said, is a good training. but it it was a kind of well it's going to be like that in the game we're not going to be able to you know we we know how they're going to impose themselves on us we're not going to be able to play so it kind of took us a while to deal with that but once we dictated how we wanted to play and started playing the ball about and taking possession it, it it was good to see that we we stuck to our our principles we're gonna this is how we're gonna play yes he he played that kind of back five or three centre-halves, the wing-backs, which I don't think we were necessarily expecting, but it worked well against Stevenage, worked well again last night. And it was, it was, I think, just that trust the process, trust how we said we're going to play. We're not going to throw that out the window because we've gone a goal down. We'll just continue to play how we're going to play. And, you know, we could have had uh, Bowden missed a a chance in the, in the first, uh, second half, early in the second half, I think. To, to go ahead but we kept playing and we played some really good stuff and by the end we were you know it, it was great to see how how well we'd imposed our game on them yeah really interesting to hear Manning talk about that change in formation and sort of go it doesn't really matter what formation we play mm. so what I don't know what that means <laughs> <No>. <laughs> surely so it does in some way manager and it's a lie <laughs> every every fan um, sort of thinks they they have some vague idea of tactics and what they would do if they were in charge and stuff. And not necessarily first who's playing. That's number one. Mm. Where they're playing. That's number two. It, and then Liam Manning sort of goes, "No, nah, it doesn't matter where they're playing." It's, <laughs> what I don't, I I just if managers. What we learn really is managers do more than we think they do and we obviously we knew that but you still think oh anyone get anyone in replace the manager get someone else and give it to them to the end of the season because it's picking the players and choosing a formation and then they'll win or they'll lose <laughs> very simplified version of management and then he's gone oh no no it's not that at all but it is on championship weird. manager isn't it you know it I mean, is that, that is how it is so you mm. know are they doing something different to that it's it's almost like that isn't true to life, which I refuse to believe. <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, but yeah, great great result. Great to see that work. Then you've got um, Matt Taylor, surely wondering what is 
is going to be the formation <laughs> against mm. them. A completely different side, a completely different uh, run of form as well coming into it. And so I can only imagine that Joey Barton's got the same headache right now. Mm. Um, but he he did sort of stick the same, but each time we were out of possession, um, sorry, each time we were in possession, those wing-backs shifted slightly depending on where the ball was. So you had, you were sort of playing that 4-2-3-1 whenever Greg Lee went forward and became a winger and everyone shifted around and it, it was, it's really interesting to watch um, and more interesting because we won. <laughs> yeah. but certainly, I mean, last night, talking about those two wing-backs, the first goal and, and Manning, I think referenced it in his post-match interview, you know, was the two wing-backs getting forward, Greg Lee putting in a fantastic cross and a really smart finish from Finn Stevens coming in on the back post. It was, I mean, Greg Lee's cross, I mean, he's, yeah, top scorer, but some of the crosses he's been putting in have been spectacular. He's just an unbelievable footballer, isn't he? I mean, he's mm. a championship footballer, really, this guy. He's he's he's, he's unbelievable. His presence, he's one of those people, do you remember you used to play them like in five-a-sider at school where you used to think, I'm never going to jump higher than that mm. guy. He's always <laughs> going to beat me and I, I nothing will ever change that. I feel like that when I watch him. I think he's just unbeatable and he's just like a force. I can't, I can't, can't quite believe this guy plays for us. And um, we signed him. There's yeah. no, it's not it's ours. Yeah, yeah. It's ours. That is not only a signing that goes, there's some intent here. The fact it is permanent, you know, people take notice of that. And mm. and all, all we can hope is that Edwards is enjoying himself enough to, <laughs> to follow suit. Um, yeah. the, the obviously the other side of that was Finn Stevens, who's who um didn't get off to necessarily the most simple start. Um, but he has played well the last few games and it's great to see those um those fullbacks wingbacks wherever they're playing on that day getting into the box ready for that and mm. gambling because the keeper should have had that yeah but he's there and he gambled and he swung his boot and it absolutely flew in we should also have a word on marcus mcguain as well who i think mm. was was rightfully man of the match last night He's just unbelievable. The least selfish player I think I've ever seen. I think mm. last night was his first ever shot. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, one in the first half which trickled wide that didn't test the keeper. But the, yeah, that second one where he absolutely smashed it. And yeah, that would have been some goal. Yeah, I, I, he just, he shapes up to shoot. And each time mm. you're like, go on, because I reckon you've got a great shot <laughs> in you. And then he lays it off. Um, and and. It, he was such a large part of that third goal. Um, he put the keeper under pressure, which will have shaken the goalkeeper up to then make another, I mean, absolute rash of blood to the head, wasn't it? Mm. Um, trying to just... I don't like it when pundits talk about, oh, well, you know, just put it into Rose Ed and stuff um, as a hindsight thing. They're trying to play from the back. Of, of course they're going to do it, and of course there are going to be mistakes. It's pointless just admiring it when it goes right and when it goes wrong go well you should have put your foot through it they were trying the same thing it didn't work that time but do not just trickle it down the line (laughs) (laughs) to to a man in yellow (laughs) uh yeah it was bizarre at that point you've got no players to go to play it safe and i I Mm. said it about beadle the other day when he got closed down against exeter 
he put that into touch by choice and and that's a huge difference it was good pressure from Gatlin O'Donker as well to kind of force him into into that um yeah rash decision but the, a hell of a finish from from Greg Lee still got to make that finish yeah. which is which is and a, it's I think trickier with your left foot from that left side because the natural curl of the ball when you hit it is going away from goal. You know, yeah. if you're curling it in with your right foot, you're kind of creating a better angle as That's, the shot yeah. goes towards goal. He's got to get that, you know, absolutely spot on. And he, he did, you know, and hit it first time. It's, yeah, fantastic finish. It was like even I was thinking, you know, about 94, 95 minutes, I thought, ah, the, the three nils, you know, the three goals a game is going to, you know, come to an end, but two still good. Mm. But yeah, it was um, just mad to, to do it again. I don't know when on earth we last scored at least three goals in four consecutive league games. Um, I look back on something similar to that. I was, trying, I was trying to see when we last had this many points. I did this after the Stevenage game. When we last had this many points after nine games, it was the nine ten season um, when we come up through um, the playoffs. So mm. that was the last time we started this well. I think we we were two points better off after nine games that year. So um, yeah, so so fourteen years. We're not had a start this good in in fourteen. But do years. remember, it all went wrong. And <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Good. And I um, thought my, I, when I read up on that season, I thought that, and then I thought. Ah, but the conference only had one auto spot. But we even finished second. We finished third. <laughs> <laughs> um, just back on to Greg Lee. I, I, one thing I find pretty strange about um, how... It's not even about how great he is. That game where there were three cracking goals. Bowden scored with his right foot. That's his wrong foot. Um, Mill scored with his left foot, and that was his wrong foot. Greg Lee's left-footed, right? He he scored with his right foot that game, didn't he? And yet said he would give it to Stan Mills as the best goal because it was on his wrong foot. Well, it was on mm. Greg Lee's as well. But that was those three goals were all with the weaker foot. <laughs> yeah, that is that's yeah crazy. Um, uh, one thing that was uh, mentioned on the dub was that we are not making as many clean-cut chances for the amount of possession we had. Um, last night, obviously, the third goal, I wouldn't say was clean cut. The first one was well worked and all of that. Second one was a, a decent set piece. But I think you mentioned it earlier, Fraser. Mark Harris, that is a chance, isn't it? Oh, yeah. shocker. I, I don't know if he just lost his nerve or something, but it, it I mean, it's just very narrowly wide, isn't it? That's what happens. But mm. I, I thought I celebrated like it had gone in. It's quite embarrassing. Yeah. I thought, oh my god, I've done that. Well, everyone else around me did as well, so it was it was less embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> and now to hear that Jerome thought it was as well, and he's at that end of the pitch, isn't he? So mm. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. It, I thought it was in. The, yeah. the move it for in. it was, you know, a wonderful counter attack. You could see he was easily onside, and then all he had to do was was do that. It's one of those where mm. if that was on ninety one minutes and it was nil nil, or one nil down, imagine. Oh. You know, his um, movement, I thought his movement and work rate last night were fantastic. There were a couple of occasions. One, we played the ball from the back um, and he, as the ball is played, he gets goal side of, I think it might have been Shea Dunkley, but he gets goal side of him and just kind of gives him a, a little nudge with his hip to create the space so that he's clear from the defender, gets away, doesn't get the shot in. But that little bit of intelligent, it, you know, it wasn't a shove, it wasn't a pull. It was just getting 
goal side and I'll give you a little nudge with my hip and it gave him the space. And then second half, he chased and chased and chased the, you know, that, that whole thing with defenders shielding the ball when they go out for a goal kick and, and he manages to win a corner from which we get a free kick, you know, and we could have scored at either of those points. And it's that, well, we, without him chasing back and chasing down the defender and harrying to get the corner in the first place, you know, it would have just gone goal kick and away you go is, is, you know, creating chances in that respect is, you know, his work rate's fantastic. I, I know Bino is a hero. You kind of look at him in a similar way. It's Bino scored a lot of goals, but his work rate was the thing that I think set him apart. And I think Mark Harris has got a similar thing. He's his work rate is phenomenal. I think it's worth saying as well that a work rate was required last night because if you looked at the league table and looked at the score and saw nothing else, you'd think are fairly routine for Oxford's form and Shrewsbury's form. But Shrewsbury made us work for that. They 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 were they were no mugs actually. And I, I thought the last 20 minutes, certainly of the 90, they they were sort of in control and they had a few half chances. They never really looked like they never missed a big sitter, did they, at any point? No. Um, but they they did we did have to work quite hard last yeah. night. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a rollover, um, and uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, I guess it it, it kind of bodes well for for moving forward because um, yeah, Bristol Rovers are kind of in and out, aren't they? They're um, they're they're doing okay. I think they are they tenth or something or they are eleven around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, After a good win last night, um, in, interesting. Are. The uh, as I said. The general view from Stevenage was the better team won. Steve Evans said that in his interview afterwards. Um, he did have a little moan about the fact Oxford celebrated winning, uh, which seems odd to <laughs> have a moan about. Um, and last night, uh, it was very much about how good Oxford are. Um, when he was asked about the red card, he said, "Yeah, it's two yellows. You can't, <laughs> you can't defend it." Um, yeah, it's it's interesting looking at post-match reactions. So when so many um, sort of pundits, sets of fans, coaches say Oxford are the best team we've seen in League One this season, does that make you even more nervous going into the next game, especially when it is Bristol Rovers, which always has like quite an atmosphere? Um, it's... Uh, also, uh, Joey Barton's side, which uh, <laughs> is always difficult. And then finally, we got tanked by him last season. I'm sure we can all remember that fairly clearly. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it, I know what you're saying, and it will make, well, I can't speak for everyone, it will make me nervous, the, this game coming up on, on Saturday. Every every game makes me nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this is, this is part of the thing, is that if we're going to be a top-end side this year, which... It, you know we are so far and we have the potential to to have a very good season we're going to have to get used to this they're going to be a lot of crunch games everyone has already got one eye on pompey in november um even though you know a lot can change between now and then it's still going to be a big old game we've got bolton coming up i think in that in that run as well so and and this is just another one of those we're going to have to accept that this is this is going to be part of the season. We're going to, we want to, but, but is it's great to be, you know, at that table in, you know, in amongst it with those mm. sides, you know, we've got a shout at it this season. Um, 
And yeah, I, I totally agree. It is nerve wracking, but I, I kind of welcome the nerves. They're better nerves than last the end of last year, thinking, will we be in League One next season? Um, so if we have to have a form of nerves... Let's get another 30 points before we... Absolutely. <laughs> to be fair, we are, we're still asking We're asking that same question. Are, are we going to be still be in League well, One true. next season? That's true, Just, yeah. uh, yeah. As Barry Fry from... once said, that was a Barry Fry quote, wasn't it, when he went to Birmingham and uh, they were in the Championship, and he said, I'm going to get you out of this division. And then when they got relegated, he said, he said well, I did say that, but I didn't say which way we'd go. <laughs> so it was... <laughs> Um, back to the Steve Evans post-match interview where he says it, it, his exact phrase is celebrating like they've got promotion and it's only nine games into the season. Come back to me when you've got promoted. When the penultimate game of the season is Stevenage oh. at home. Oh, be nice, like, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, it be would amazing? Be wonderful. Like if it's if it's on the cards. That interview's plastered up mm. everywhere, isn't it? It's in the yeah. program. <laughs> yeah. um, however, if we are getting promoted, wouldn't it be nice to do that before then? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, but we're going to have to accept that this is going to be a big part of the season. Um, mm. And we've just got to, you know, got to go on what we can see. We've mm. we've been dominant so far. Um, we've, we've played 10 games. We've won eight of them. I mean... That's ridiculous, really. Uh, and to think that, like, I didn't realise until you said earlier that of the last six goals, they're all defenders. I mean, that's, yeah, it's madness. Mm. So, where are the goals going to come from? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Where, where? Um, and I think what the aggregate of those four games, is it 12-1? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not struggling sides. Exeter, Stevenage, they were both up there. Mm. Yeah. Up Absolutely. until last night, Stevenage was still third. Yeah. And but for the uselessness of Wickham Wanderers, <laughs> <laughs> we would be top of the league. And talking of, of defenders, the you know, there. getting the goals, well, Thornley and Negri, who've both started the season well, Thornley, you know, was a was a, a Good signing for us, and you know, a bit of a marquee signing. You know, we know how well he played when he was here on loan. We've got him in, and and he got injured, so Negri came in and did fantastically well. And Stan Mills as well. You know, who's played, scored goal. None of those three have played a minute of football in the in the last two games. The rotation of it's, it's fantastic. Yeah to, yeah, to do that and kind of. Look at the bench last night. Obviously, there's one or two injuries now with, with the likes of, of Marcus Brown and and, um, and Kyle Edwards. But to have a bench that strong and also not use them, you know, mm. Negru wasn't even on the bench last night. You know, yeah. it's, there's a there's a strength in depth there now, um, and that, like you say, that squad rotation or the team rotation where you're actually allowing players to recover. You know have a couple of games where you're not playing because we've got big games coming up that you will feature in and it's yeah and that man should... management and and squad rotation to to keep everyone peak fitness is seems to be working very well we should mention as well josh murphy was very impressive against Stevenage mm. and didn't play yeah. a minute last night so he's right. going to face rovers you know seven days fresh so mm. That's um that's we've got excellent depth um in the squad this year. And yeah, I know, yeah, you're right about those two injuries, but to be honest, that's to be expected, you know, two yeah. injuries oh, in, absolutely. Yeah. in the yeah. squad. That's you know, um I think is Edwards they think six to eight weeks. Mm. 
Yeah, um, which was a similar time frame to Brown, wasn't it? Which must be yeah. five weeks ago, five or six weeks ago. Yeah, so I think so. He'll be I, he'll be back to training. I remember too. when Brown got that injury, thinking it was a huge loss. Like, oh god, mm-hmm. you know, and he's because he's had a great start to the season, and he thought, oh, I may have a couple of sort of tough games coming up. But you know, I mean, not that we haven't, you know, I'd love him to come back and be fit, but. You kind of think you you do start to think where where do we put him now? <laughs> if if <laughs> Edwards we... and Brown are both fit, is Brown playing? I don't know. I don't think so. No, probably I, not. I'm not sure you can you can play him with the way Edwards has been playing. Mm. Um, but I mean, what what a problem to have? I know. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't we rather have this problem? You know. Um... It was interesting yesterday when McEachran came on. Uh, the the way the commentary team were talking was almost like. Well, yeah, let's. It, it's probably a good idea to put some minutes in his legs and keep him sharp because he's not played much. You know, mm. that's Josh McEachran. That's a player that we're always linked to because of where he's from. And always, I know that he, he played at MK Dons. They did really well when he was there and whatever. But the, to the air around him is that he's one of those signings we don't get because yeah. he's a bit of a name that you've heard of. He's been on, on the bench for most of the season and you get that kind of like, yeah, we'd, we'd better give him some minutes so he doesn't lose his, his sharpness. Yeah. It's uh, it's outrageous. Yeah. And, you know, he, I think he's going to be key when, you know, things like, you know, December come along. It's it, we're going to have a couple more injuries. It's going to be, it's cold, you know, and yeah. he's, he's going to play a big part then, I think. And, you know, there's a long old way to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the ten game point, it does seem a good reflection point to to kind of just see where we are. And you know, that's there are thirty points available to us so far, and we've got twenty four of them. I mean, that's a that's a ridiculous return, really. Mm. Um, and as I said, yeah, it's a, it's our best start for fourteen years. Um, so um, yeah, but I don't really want to say any more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Like you say, Liam, you know. Come the uh, international break, we'll we'll still be in the promotion places, and we're seven points above Derby, who are the the team just outside the playoffs. So you know there's a there's a bit of a buffer building to to just the playoff places as well. Um, yeah, which is why they say look at the the ten ten game mark. Mm. But that I think the um, I'm not going to do predictions, obviously, because we've decided against that. Yeah. But should we win at the weekend, we will definitely be in the autos after the yeah. um, the the international break. Mm. If if we lose, we'll definitely be in it going into it. That's that's fine. Um, I'm fairly Star Wars about this, so any nerves out, any nerds out there will know uh, I have a bad feeling about this. But to be fair, I did it about um, Stevenage. And Exeter as well. Um, and I wasn't overly comfortable before yesterday's game. The Oxford fan in me has taught me yeah. just to be nervous <laughs> and wait for it all to come crashing down. Yeah. Oh, uh, so how are uh, Rovers, Joe? You said they're up and down. Do we know are they, they're still just playing the Joey Barton style, I should imagine? Mm. Well, they, they, um, they played last night and beat Port Vale 3-0. Uh, lost away at Peterborough at the weekend. 2-0 um, and won the two games prior to that. So kind of three wins out of the last four games. Um, so, they're, yeah, they're, I think they're, they'll be a, 
aside, John Marquis is there, isn't he? I think we, he was a player that I, I sometimes felt we might look at as a, a signing. Um, always does he get goals against? I kind of get the feeling he always does get goals against us. Um, so yeah. that'll be a a tricky one. And um, I don't know if you saw as well, but Joey Barton had a bit of stick for hanging one of his players out to dry last Saturday. I think he um, he went on his radio the radio interview after the game mm. and kind of basically pinned the defeat on him um which is uh he took a lot of he took a lot of stick for but that's his that's his style really isn't it that's, yeah. his, that's his thing yeah interesting that both both the sides at the weekend will have played against 10 men and won three nil that my my gut when they went down to 10 men was brilliant well let's build up that goal difference um but a, a better coach and manager <laughs> decided just to carry on playing the game. The goals came anyway, kept the clean sheet. We've now got the best goal difference in the league, which is which is a good thing. Um, and we weren't gung-ho. So the last half an hour of the game, we were able to sit back a bit. As you say, it, it gave um, Shrewsbury plenty of possession and a bit more control, but they didn't really create anything with that. It meant that we could sit back for the last half an hour. I don't know how Bristol Rovers played, but it was only 38 minutes into the game the Port Vale player was sent off. So, in theory, they will have had that sort of downtime as well. They're, they're a bit like us in that they, they don't have a standout goal scorer who's just the only one who's scoring for all of them. Um, highest, their top goal scorers on, are on two, um, and there's six of them on two. So it's... Yeah, it, it it won't be a well. Let's just keep so and so quiet, and we should be okay. It's um, that'll be a, a, a like you say. It's always a tough game against them. Um, they'll have sold out. Hopefully, we'll get close to selling out as well because it's the way we're playing. You kind of hope that those fans that don't get to every game are you know earmark that one as a game to come to because it's always a great atmosphere. Uh, it's twelve thirty kickoff. I I had only realised that last week or earlier this week. I thought, oh crikey, yeah, twelve thirty. So um, is this the so police? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I did, I sort of led into what I said before, thinking, what are Bristol Rovers going to do, and how are they going to set up against us and stuff? What are we going to do? Mm. I don't. <laughs> Liam Manning makes this podcast really difficult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say about <laughs> upcoming games. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, I, my gut tells me you can't drop, you can't drop Lee. <laughs> he's, no. he's scoring for fun. Uh, can you drop Brown or Stevens having scored last match? Um, in which case it's got to be that back, like three at the back with the wing backs mm. that you just don't know. No, but I think he, he does have like, uh, he must have a really good rapport with all the players because, I mean, look, he dropped Negru when he was, you know, he was the man of the match in a lot of games. And as soon as, um, uh, oh, who came in to replace Thornley. him? Thornley, yeah. As soon as Thornley was was uh, was back, he, it, it, he, you know, we haven't haven't really seen Negru since, have we? Um, no, and Thornley's not no. in the squad <laughs> the last few games. Yeah. Shall we? Shall we move on? The women's team um, defeat recently. Remember, it was, was hashtag it? United. It was, cup, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, and that followed the the defeat against Portsmouth. Big game this weekend um, at home um, against Ipswich on Sunday down at Court Place Farm. Um, so that might just be you know 
you kind of hope that that things do get back on track. Um, the the no appointment of a manager yet. We've seen with the men's team how that can sometimes impact. You know, we've we've done that in the past where caretaker managers have, have taken the, the the side for quite a, a long period of time. Obviously, you know, we hope and support Kath and and and, and the rest of them. Um, but it, it can't be helping, you know, something at some point, a decision needs to be made there and, a, and an, an appointment made so that they can get back to winning ways. What's the, it, it, what's the holdup is that, I guess, well, we don't know, do we? But um... maybe it's gone quiet and we will get, you know, something in the next few days, maybe. Um, Got to hope. Um, if not, like we say, Kath and, and the rest of the gang will, will, will take it on and and like I say it, that that game against Ipswich um is obviously not going to be easy they're second in the table um but hey it's it that's why 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 you play football you know you you want to test yourself against the best and and that's that's certainly going to happen this weekend yeah i got to say as well that it hasn't been as positive as it has in previous years but that's because the last few years have been so good yeah. Um, and so it, it's been a shaky start. We're mm. still mid-table, though, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, no, true, um, true. It, it's not horrendous. It's just a shame we're not that top three, which we, we have been. Mm. Um, it, it's we'll, we'll see what happens. I think a lot will um, rest on that decision. I don't know who makes that decision. Um, and... I mean, it might even be as simple as make the the setup permanent. Yeah, and then you know people can settle and that sort of thing. So it gives but a bit if, of certainty. That's yeah, what it needs. Um, but if it is someone else, I think the the sooner the better, so that they can find their feet and and see what they can do. 9th of October, the club are going to put out some information. Um, yeah, it is, isn't it? It, it, it is. Yeah. I think it will then. You know, I think. Most of us like to see a pretty picture. You know, it, it's that, okay, I need to know what this is going to look That'll be fantastic. There's obviously going to be loads of data, loads of detail, loads of surveys, traffic, all of that sort of stuff that will be there in black and white in text. But some pretty pictures of this is what it's going to look like from outside. This is what it might look like from inside. We'll just kind of, oh, wow. Especially with how well the season's going. It's just another... Well, this could be fantastic for for three years' time. We'll be sat in that, and it'll be wonderful. Sorry, when I said exciting, it, it sounded like I was being sarcastic. I really do think <laughs> it's exciting, but you can't see that I had like a big ooh face. <laughs> I think this is the the thing that when it was initially discussed, and it's like, oh, there'll be some um, some information coming out soon. People were excited because they were about to get this stage, but mm. they weren't. They were going to get a load of like words <laughs> yeah uh which needed to happen and of course it did so they could be scrutinized and questioned and all of that stuff but this is the stage where it's it's tangible you can see it mm. you can imagine it and yeah um yeah can't can't wait for that and hopefully you know it will we've, we've seen that sort of in, in some of the um comments on the on the oxford mail um articles where people have kind of Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that set my mind at rest a little bit, you know, and I think that's what the various processes all the way along are hopefully doing, you know, where, you know, 
things are said oh it could be awful it could be this it could be that and then when the detail gradually you know as it will do it you know you don't have all the detail at the start of this process it's going to be you know as things are planned as things are designed okay this is how we plan to deal with this issue and it sets people's minds at rest and uh, you know that you know the visual look of the thing will be for some people that will be the concern or the light pollution well designing a, a stadium where all the light stays within the stadium it doesn't you know you don't you're not illuminating the sky you're just illuminating the pitch and it's all those sorts of things that gradually set people's minds at rest and 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 hopefully we'll we'll see people supporting it whereas before they they were unsure yeah as, especially like and this will be the actual plan the actual initial plan yes not something that yeah. someone's gone i reckon it will be this and mm. you know gone on to fifa and design their own stadium <laughs> or whatever none of that stuff ai and all of that yeah, sort yeah. Of stuff. yeah yeah um I, you said about light staying in the stadium that's brilliant um mm. however did you see the newcastle united um drone Bro. display yeah yeah it was glorious and it, yes obviously it needs to keep the sound in it needs to keep mm. the light in um and all of the other things we've talked about but what a great launch that'd be just to have yeah. something like that which be a, a whole separate permit and it'd be a one-off mm. and all of that sort of thing yeah. but what a way to open a stadium that would yeah. be something like that um get, get get a giant ox to run across the city from yeah. Grenoble <laughs> <Road>. <laughs> yeah and Smash it's like... through a fence panel um yeah it, it was it was something really exciting mm. and as a, as a non-newcastle fan i used to like them in the 90s because you know shearer was great and, and all of that stuff but as a non-newcastle fan you yeah. still mm. look at it and go oh that's I, I wish my club could do that and I, I am fairly sure every club in the land looked at it and thought that is good yeah yeah it, it should be that and and mm. when you go back to steve evans's words He's right. It's a beautiful city in a beautiful yeah. county. And there's mm. no reason you shouldn't come to that place and it can represent the whole area. What a fantastic place Oxford is. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I think that, that that can certainly hold ground and, and shouldn't be any reason anyone would oppose it. Mm. Oh, we want to make it, you know, show how great Oxford is. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, we haven't said hi Tim. Um, hi, Tim. So that's, you know, remiss so far. <laughs> <laughs> We've got more or less to where we where the end is. Um, yeah, so hi Tim. Um, hi to everyone else that listens. I, th- I, I, I know a lot of people who kind of, oh yeah, I listened the other day and it, it, it's always nice to get that kind of people you don't realise listen, actually listen. So uh, it's, you know, especially when they know you and you kind of think, crikey, you've actually gone out your way to listen to what I've say on a pod, not just when you're sat next to me at a game. That's kind of, yeah. You must be really bored. Above and beyond. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay. So You do uh, get yeah. that thing every so often as well when you can be talking to someone and someone else recognises your voice as well. <laughs> I've had that a few times. That, yeah. Do you do the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry nice. for whatever yeah. Done. Yeah. yeah but liam you're also on about 700 million things so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's gonna come back to match of the day isn't it Look how that <laughs> so uh anyway yeah um well any, any no other business i think we've i think we've we've kind of covered it haven't we 
I think we're there. Um, so, yeah, all, all good luck for us against Bristol Rovers. Um, and then we've got a, the international break back for Blackpool on the 21st. So preview that, review the Bristol Rovers game. But uh, but until then, take care of you, yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.